All right. Well, we're recording, so we can get this show on the road as soon as we want to. That should be the cold open. Just like, well, we're recording, so how, how I you, guess we'll start. How, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by my co-host, Rachel Morgan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. I stopped you before you get that pre, yeah, I was pre, like, uh, oh, pre-show God. sip. <laughs> I was going for it. But then I realized that I actually can't because I don't have my koozie, so I can't really. Oh, my it's fi- not a quick. My it's not fingies a quick, keep quick getting a little bit wet, and I yeah, don't like yeah. I'm, <laughs> do you Do you need a koozie before we get going? Yes. No, I'm getting it. Okay. <laughs> I'll say, I'm, I'm going to make do the you intro. get up to get the you koozies. You can get the koozie if you from want. From the koozie jar, which I can easily reach myself. I like how people don't, other people have cookie jars we have koozie jar <laughs> we got to keep those they drinks are in nice a cookie cool. jar though they like are. you put the koozies in the cookie so jar, it works so, yeah it works on multiple levels well really which is more important a cookie or a nice properly cold frosty beverage that doesn't get your fingies wet when you pick it up i don't know i'm kind of leaning towards cookie i'm leaning toward koozie <laughs> <laughs> you're a barbarian <laughs> Well, you'll hear hot takes such as taking a koozie over a cookie here on Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Thursday mornings, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server where we have a lot of great conversations about gaming topics and non-gaming gaming related topics, and also... You can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast. Just like a bunch of cool kids such as Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They've gone over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. You can do that too. For doing so, we give you a lot of cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and early access to anything extra that we do alongside a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery. But if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all we totally understand and there are a lot of great ways that you can help support the show other than that such as telling your friends writing for use subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the show smashing that like and subscribe smash button it. smash it don't and pass on stuff. this you gotta smash <laughs> do not pass on DJ yeah. podcast hit that smash button we want to subscribe. smash you too <laughs> it's a mutual smash it's a mutual smash pass but oh boy Check all that out if you want to. But thank you to each and every one of our listeners, patrons, and viewers alike. We love you all. Heart emojis. Big, Thanks for being Big here. smashing heart. <laughs> big old smashing yeah. heart. <laughs> but we've got a fun episode for you coming up this uh, today because we're doing a couple of two reviews, actually. Two reviews? Two reviews. Two views. But uh, first, though, before we jump into that, I do want to ask you, how are your flat butt gaming sessions going Dude, in the old Horizon Forbidden West? I had, so I woke up early Saturday morning, which for me means 9am, which is like a record that I was actually up and out of bed. (laughs) Uh, And I seriously, I pretty much gamed straight from 9am to about 3pm. Nice. I only paused once to make French toast and then I got right back to breakfast of champions. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to need some extra padding on the old butt. (laughs) Make sure it doesn't go totally flat. Gave me an extra (laughs) hour or two. So I have been, and I actually made real story progress in Congratulations. Horizon. So this is a very mild spoiler, but I finally got two of Gaia's subfunctions. Oh, okay. So, so you, did, you made serious progress. Way then. ahead of you, way, buddy. Yeah, you are, because I still have not made it to the first of, of the subfunctions. Also, I'm still think, derping around in the forbidden uh, area, the, no, the, the uh, no man's land, basically. Oh, area. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we may have said something that wasn't correct last time, where oh. we said that Poseidon was technically the first of the sub-functions. By level, it's actually not. Oh. Uh, Aether is. Aether is the first one. It's just that Aether is further into the map, so most players are probably going to do Poseidon first, just because it's air quotes closer. Got it. But it's really not... I mean, like, you could pretty much just go in one direction or the other and wind up hidden gold either way. So I now have two of the sub-functions, good for me, and I desperately need you to go to Aether. Even if if you haven't done Poseidon yet, ignore it. Go okay. straight to Aether. I, that is the one I've been, I've been heading towards. Good, because there's a couple of reasons for that. Okay. One, and this isn't really a spoiler... It gives you access to, so, like, that area of the map uh-huh. gives you access to some really good weapons. Ooh. So go that way. You're going to run into, like, um, 
merchants and okay. stuff that just have like good stuff and you're like oh shit this is really I useful. think that still might be a problem because yeah. I am struggle yeah no definitely go for Aether if you need better weapons because now that I'm over there I'm like oh they wanted you to go here first because this is where all the good shit is yeah. I literally did hard right, mode maybe I need to quit derping around doing side quests yeah. and actually do get into the story so a little bit more so go there plus it unlocks um, some other just really fun side stuff and most importantly of all Husbando Central. Husbando Central. Dude, Amazing. Husbando Heaven, you might even say. <laughs> First of all, why doesn't that dating sim exist? Husbando Heaven? I would play that trademark game in a heart. heart right trademark. Now. Nobody we can already have submitted it. it. It's our game. You can't have it. <laughs> Husbando Heaven. Uh, and I really need you to get there so that we can talk about it okay. and compare notes. I don't know if you saw it, but if you were in the team chat rogues gallery as a patron, I was. Uh, I, I was posted a snap of. So when you type in the ye old Google machine, Aloy X. And then blank, like yeah. for ships, <laughs> mine's not even on the list. And I'm like, no, <laughs> my ship is too niche. <laughs> but I know exactly oh, who man, she'd be happiest okay, with. I've, I've, I have to then get there and I'm, I'm going to gonna try to guess. Oh, yeah. And and to find out what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's going so, it to be so easy. You're going to be like, oh. That. I get it. Logan's type right there. <laughs> All you have to, you already know it's long, dark hair, okay. big eyebrows. Oh, okay. We're there. You've already, you, you'll be All like, right. oh. No, immediately who there you go for. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I have made more hours progress in the game, but not more story progress because I am still messing around. I have it. It's almost to the point of an obsession now where I'm trying to still beat that one side quest with uh, Draka, the Tanaka dude who like you have to go oh. to that like Kate or like Valley and yeah, fight the yeah, Ravagers. Yeah. Dude, and... give up on that. No, no, I, I'm, I'm like, I keep just checking back on it. I'm not like still sitting there and just grinding out hours trying to beat good, that. Good, just good. for whatever reason, I cannot beat two Ravagers. They ravage me. <laughs> so this is something that I've noticed in um, in Aloy Goes West. Every time I try to think of the real name, my brain's like, nope, nothing, nothing to Horizon see here. Forbidden Dawn all, of the West. All I've got is Aloy Goes West. Uh, the thing that I've noticed is that I am really, really not good at timing uh, my, my combat well enough from when you shoot a, a, like a usable weapon mm -hmm. off of a creature and then effectively using that. Yes. Like I'm always way too close to the monster. It always just winds up trampling me. It knocks the weapon out of my hands. And I'm like, why don't we even try? I just, I just need to stick to what I'm good at, which is very long range, hide behind cover, shoot at them with my arrows until they eventually die. Nice. That's yeah. a good strategy. And, yeah. they, and at least the game offers you that as a viable play I mean, play the option. usable weapons do so much damage, yeah. though. I'm really taking the, the hard way out. Yeah, I mean, with the Ravagers especially, that like I, that cannon that's like the repeater cannon on top, that thing is ridiculous, and it takes so many hits to knock it off and break it to be even able to use it. What's your primary bow right now? Um, I, I think I just got a one that's a blaze one, but it's blue. It's it has both like normal damage and blaze arrows, but then I also have another bow that's uh, acid and freeze, and that and that one uh, is only a green. So I know I need to get a new a new updated version of that. But oh. I'm a level nineteen. Oh, well, that's probably about. Well, you're on very hard bow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to which say, is that's also about part the, of it. Yeah, dude, there's no shame in going down to regular. Oh, normal. I know, but I'm having a good time with it. It's still, I'm just like, why can't I not be? I actually did. Okay, so there's a, there is a uh, tall Nick. We'll, we'll get off of this quick. I know we, we're spending a lot of time both on our Discord and in episodes talking about Horizon Forbidden West. But hey, it's a great game and it's an awesome game. It deserves to be talked about. But, Do you want a hint for a side quest that gives you a great bow? Maybe. Let me think on it. You think Let on it. Let me think on Cause it. Because I, I, I was trying to think, like, where did I get that kick-ass bow from? Yeah. It comes from a side quest that I don't think you're very far away from. Okay. So it might be able to give you a leg up in combat. Okay. Okay. I'll check that one just out. I'll think, it, I'll, think just, it. Just I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll put a pin in it and just yeah. know to be like, hey, I'll yeah. up Mogan for a little hint. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I have been just doing all that stuff and trying to just get a little bit more gear so I feel better prepared for stuff. But I do think, yeah, maybe I'm just struggling against a wall and need to actually progress in the story to get to better. Is your areas. armor fully upgraded? No, because I'm also like trying to, I have blue armor sets right now and I'm oh, trying yeah. to, and I'm like on the, I have like the last upgrade, but they, but especially the one I bought, I got the Karja Shadow. Oh yeah, that one's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah that it, one's but it has good. a lot of stuff that you need that I haven't quite got to yet. Do Ravagers upgrades. do plasma damage? 
It's it's like electric. It's mostly shock. Oh, okay. I think. Well, have you checked to make sure that you're not weak to shock damage? Yeah. yeah okay. No, just I checking. specifically have a coil in it that <laughs> oh, helps okay, my shock. Okay. So well, I'm just still just struggle buzzing. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. There was actually a tall neck that is uh, walking along in a circle, and it's being followed by two burrowers and two ravagers. Oh, yes, it is. I know the one you're talking about. I actually beat the two ravagers there, but something happened where I could not figure out how to get on top of the tall neck or it glitched out with like something else killed one of the other burrowers or didn't count that I killed it. I don't know. So it didn't unlock. So I ran around trying to kill other stuff or find whichever one it was. And it re- and I walked far enough away that it reset it. And when I went back, the ravages were back. Oh, my God. I was so no. mad. I would have been like, bye. Peace <laughs> out. I did. I quit playing for the day. Do I was you like, want, that's enough. Do you want a quick tip? Yes. You actually can't get onto that one yet. Uh, Give up on that. Okay. Yeah. Don't move on. Just move I, on. I ran around it in circles for so long. And I was just like, why can't I get on this one yet? And I was, for a good reason. I'm assuming there's something else. Okay, that makes sense. Then I will pass it on and just head straight to A through then. I'll give you a hint. I'm not even, I, I can't even get on it yet. Oh. And I've made it way further. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Alrighty. I'll have to figure that out then for my own. But yeah, I'll head straight to A through so that I can uh, start get getting, getting sweet, caught up to you so we can compare Husbandos yeah. round two. One other small note the bane of my existence in that game, ducks. Ducks? Dude, <laughs> I spent, I kid you not, probably about 30 solid minutes just trying to get a duck wishbone. I don't know what it is about the ducks. So somebody, I think in one of our streams mentioned that like back in horizon forbidden West, uh, excuse me, horizon zero dawn, the pigs or the boar or something were like, they were, they would know about you the second you came in range and Mm -hmm. they would run and they were super hard to hunt. That's ducks in this game. (laughs) Ducks are so hard to find and they're so hard to kill before they run away. And they, I just, I hate it. I hate ducks. So if you find some duck wish bones, please trade them to me, which, I wish was a feature of the game. That you could do yeah. multiple Aloys just running around and you just trade stuff with just them. Just like, here you go. Thanks, Aloy. Yeah. You're welcome, hey, Aloy. You're welcome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, well, we'll jump into our reviews that we've got lined up for you all today. We've got two of them. Mogan is bringing a... I'm actually not sure when this game came out. Is it fairly recent? No, it is not. Okay, so this one. is definitely... I mean, it's not... Not old, like old but, exactly, yeah. but it's definitely not new news. So I'm going to talk about Cozy Grove. Ooh, very fun. So Cozy Grove is one of those, I guess you would sort of call it a life sim game, um, similar to Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, in that you are basically just playing as a little person and you have certain amounts of tasks and jobs that you do every day and you go around and talk to people and you make friends and there's no combat. It, it's just a very chill nice, pleasant experience. So if you're the kind of person, the the TLDR, the ultimate TLDR, if you're the kind of person that likes games like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley and Little Wood, you will probably love Cozy Grove. Okay. It is, I will say, very similar. I think it's probably the most similar to Stardew Valley, but it has a couple of things about it that really help it stand on its own. So I'm going to start with the thing that makes Cozy Grove the worst. We're going to start with the worst and then work our way up to the things that I like about it because there's really only one major flaw of the game that I personally can think of. I'm sure other people might find other minutiae to complain about, but really the primary reason to not play Cozy Grove on the Switch mm-hmm. is that it the it does not run well. Oh. Frames drop right, left, and center, especially when you attempt to run. Like if I try to run from one side of the map to the other side, every step will be. Did it get any better in a docked mode if you played it in docked? No, I always played in docked and it is just as bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, baby, it's bad no matter what. It is from Spry Fox Studios is the developer behind it. Uh, It's not only available for Switch. It is also on Steam. And knowing that, oh, it's also on uh, PS4. So it has now been ported to PS4, Xbox One and Steam and apparently Apple Arcade, which is wild to think about. So... Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go ahead and make the recommendation. Don't play it on the Switch. I think you will have the far subpar experience. And if I had known that going into it, I would have bought it for PS4. Where it hopefully runs far better because the Switch version is painful. And and that's a shame because it's a very pretty game from looking at it's all so the uh, looking at all the screenshots. I stuff. know it sucks. So the, let's let, so that's the that that is the thing yeah. that is bad about Cozy Grove the, on on the, switch, on the switch on the switch is that it runs horrendously and it honestly does almost 
ruin the experience. But I'm still playing. I don't know. I feel like that would ruin it for I me, still quite honestly. Playing. I am That's still... one of the reasons why I dropped Cyberpunk. My oh, character wouldn't yeah. stand still. Oh, God. <laughs> well, other than the frame drops, um, the game is so pretty to look at because it's got this sort of storybook uh, illustrate illustrative. Mm -hmm. It's really like a moving illustration quality because it's this top-down kind of isometric view of an island. So Cozy Grove is an island, and you are a spirit scout. So you get to just make your own little non-talking avatar uh, person and name it, of course. And mine is Moogs, or mm -hmm. Mogi. What did I, like I name that. myself? I always name myself either Moogs or Mogi mm. in most games. So if you ever see me out in the wild and you get killed by a Mogi, that was me. <laughs> I just want you to know <laughs> there are many of us. So you play as a little spirit scout. So in theory, your, your troop, because it's like Girl Scouts, but mm. for ghosts, oh. they should have named it Girl Scouts for ghosts. Ghost scouts. <laughs> Ghost scouts. Yeah, there we go. So spirit scouts have basically sent you out on a mission to what they hoped was a really easy assignment. Like, okay, you've been in the scouts for a while now. You've gotten some badges. Now we actually need you to go out into the wilderness and help a ghost. So they meant to send me my little character to, I think it may have, Cozy Cove. Ah. They meant to send me off to Cozy Cove, but due to an administrative error, which you learn through a series of letters with your scoutmaster back mm -hmm. home, the scoutmaster's like, oh, um, you're on Cozy Grove, you said? <laughs> not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be there. And also, when you wash up on shore, you don't wash up on shore, but when you... It's oh, Fender's getting He's somebody. Just He's just woofing. He's getting somebody. When you get to the island, you dock your little rowboat and you go and you set up camp. The next day, your rowboat has washed away. Oh, so no. you are, in fact, now trapped on Cozy Grove and there is no way for you to get off because all of the inhabitants are ghosts. What are they going to do? They can't help you build they a boat. They can't help they you. Can't, they can't. It, pa it passes through their fingers. Yeah, they literally cannot help you, but you can help them, and that's your entire job. So the whole point of Cozy Grove is that through your daily life and your daily interactions with the ghosts of the island, uh, you are helping them basically come to terms with, you know, the things that happened in their life that are keeping them in the mortal realm. Uh, I really like the way the game is structured, and I think that's one of the key things about it that I feel like sets it apart from Stardew Valley and the Animal Crossings of the world is that it has such a structured, formulaic approach. Mm -hmm. Stardew does as well. I think Animal Crossing is a lot loosey-goosier depending on how you play it. Uh, Cozy Grove has a firm, specific set of things that it wants you to do per day. So every day, and in-game, uh, every day is in fact matched to the real-life calendar. Okay. But not in terms of our months it basically just says okay you're on day one the next day you play it's day two next day it's day three so it's just numeric days there's sure. no actual uh well it does mirror the seasons though but the point is whatever you're just on a series <laughs> of days and you can time travel forward but not back oh so pro tip for players that are so, used to animal crossing rules you can skip forward in time by tr uh, by uh changing your switch's date and time but if you try to go back it will still tell you nope you were on day 39 and you are still on day 39 you cannot go back. What's you the, can only go forward. What's the benefit of jumping forward? Just to like save if time? You, no, if you're trying to speed something up. So like, let's say, for example, that I am trying to help a specific, I'm going to call them islanders. Let's okay. call them islanders instead of villagers. Let's say that you're trying to help one of the ghosts with a specific task, but you had to order something from the store that's going to take 17 hours to deliver to you. And you're like, and that's real time uh, hours. And that's real time hours. Got so it's it. like, mm, I'm going to need to I'm speed gonna jump, this up. jump ahead. Yeah, I'm going to need to speed this up. Because you're not like, bit. you're not going to sit there and play 17 hours, but you no. don't want that to like be holding you back in exactly. the progress. So you want to just, okay. But I, I really saying. would say that overall, the incentive to time travel is really not that great sure. because the whole point of the game, and I think the whole vibe that it really excels at is structuring itself to be almost a perfect one hour of playtime every single day. Mm -hmm. I think that even now that I've unlocked a bunch of new characters to interact with and a bunch of new quests that I can pursue, even then my systems are so efficient now that you can just play that one hour, get all of your quests done, and then you're like, great, done for the day. 
I will see you all tomorrow. Because in addition to not being able to speed certain things up because of the just the time that it might take to craft something or to mm-hmm. cook something, uh, you might just hit a wall with a character where they themselves are like, okay, thanks for doing blah, 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 and blah with me. I've gotten some of my memories of my mortal life back. I'm going to need some time to think about this. And it's like, cool. You do you. I'm going to go fishing. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, I guess. And hopefully you'll have something to say, but they don't always. Right. So it just depends on how the ghosts are feeling and how they and how your quests are going with them. So I love the game. I think it is a phenomenal thing to just do a little bit of every day. And if you miss a day. So this is something that I think kind of sets it apart from other games. Uh, There's no penalty. Mm -hmm. There's no, you don't lose anything by not playing a day other than you might skip a season. Okay. So if you miss a season, which does, uh, it makes new bugs, it makes new fish on the island, and it makes new produce. Hmm. I think like new fruits and stuff will spawn on the island depending on what season it is. You might miss out on some stuff, but it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Like you can find the other stuff. The quests are all really fun and easy. And one of the normal ones that I really actually like is that it's just hide and seek. Oh, that's fine. It's like, okay, I need, uh, I need you. The imps stole my coffee and I need you to go and track them down and get my coffee back. I'm the mayor. God damn it. You think I can do my job without coffee? Because Absolutely I can't. not. Valentina is the ghost mayor. She's so <laughs> funny. The characters themselves are amazing. So you might have to go chase down some imps, bash into them with your little scout body and then they drop the coffee and you're good. Or it might be like, I'm pretty sure that I had some tools laying around and now I don't know where they they are. Can Mm. you go find my hammer and nails? And you might have to just go around to different parts of the island, which you don't necessarily know exactly where they are, but basically look in like the foliage and stuff for where those objects literally are just laying around on the map. And what makes that a little bit more interesting and difficult is that the illustrations that you saw of sort of the way that the island looks uh, actually change depending on how happy the ghosts are in that location. Because if a ghost is still hollow, if it just kind of looks like an ordinary ghost, that means that it has a quest unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And when you fulfill that quest, the ghost regains a little bit of, I guess it's not really corporeality or tangibleness, but they just sort of get some energy back. Mm -hmm. And then there's this big little explosion and a radius around them will burst into life because before that there's no color in the island. Okay. It's just basically like black and white empty space. So you have to fulfill ghost ghost quests so that you can bring more color back to the island and slowly but surely place lanterns around that basically light up the entire island and make it inhabitable for everybody. So there's a ton to do. It's a really simple but fun game. It runs like hot trash on the Switch. <laughs> Definitely would not recommend it get it for any other console. But on any other console or platform, really like solid eight out of ten. Nice. You know, in, in terms of flat butts, flat. It's pretty flat. I mean, not that flat because it's only an hour a day, sure, so it's definitely sure. not Aloy Goes West flat. But it's like, yeah, pretty, pretty solidly horizontal line. Not concave, but pretty flat. Very nice. Cozy very growth. Nice. nice flat butt gaming game. <laughs> it sounds like it, it sounds fun, but in the way that it's like it seems like the a total just a combination of Stardew Valley, but even Spirit Fair. Like yes. more in how like Spiritfarer, uh, you have like the that. goals and like the things that you have to accomplish for the people to be, yes, to be yes, able to yes. fulfill them, to make them whole from their from their life. I am so glad you brought that up because I feel like, so I really haven't even touched on the story of Cozy Grove, but as you start, for, for a good reason, I don't want to ruin it with spoilers or sure. anything, but as you do start to talk to more of the ghosts, you start to realize that like, hmm things might be a little bit more connected than they first seemed. And characters might actually know more about other stuff than they're letting on or that they remember. Mm -hmm. So there definitely is a story kind of hidden under your daily quests and like this facade of lightheartedness. The characters do actually have a lot of depth to them. And a lot of the times they're, you know, remembering things about their past life and they're like, oh man, this sucks. Mm -hmm. So it definitely has its more emotional moments, but I think they're handled very well. The dialogue is written so funny. There's obviously no voice acting in this game per se, but the dialogue is hilarious. I really like all of the characters' storylines. And in comparison to Spiritfarer, I think it (laughs) does a better job of executing on that idea. That idea of you're helping spirits so that they can cross over. I think it's doing just a better job of that in general. And if you had to pick... 
I want to play Spirit Fair or I want to play Cozy Grove, my vote's for Cozy Grove. Well, Spirit Fair, to be fair, also like you you didn't connect with its ending at all ew, and its tone ew, and it just like was the not the right ruined yeah, it. Oh, not the right God. game for the time you no, played it, it in. Not. And so like, you know, I, oh, I understand God. that leaving kind of a bad taste about yeah, it too, it sure but it seems like this one is the exact opposite. It is. And it was actually a very fun time all the way yeah. through. I would really describe it as the perfect Sunday morning gaming game. Oh, like that's, yeah. that's exactly peak vibe. relaxation, relaxation mornings, evening wind down game sure, would sure. definitely be a good match for that. Cause it does actually mirror the day night cycle as well. So if you're playing at night, it'll be dark out, but quality of life feature you can toggle on i want it to always be day oh so even if you're playing at cool. night you don't have to mess with the clock you can just say nope it's just in settings you can turn it on and off at will at any time good quality of life stuff very nice. we all like that very nice we do love yeah. to see stuff like that so cozy grove it's excellent don't play it on switch but it is still very much worth the play very cool Final Very review. Cool. Well, this review that I was going to bring to the show today is another game that's not, it's a few months old at this point, but it is Far Cry 6. I'm not so. going to lie. I, it feels older than that. <laughs> October, which does, yeah. I mean, in this new weird wow. warped sense of time that we all have, that does feel like it was a while ago. I had to legit kind of think of it and be like, was it only October? Was it more than a year ago? No, just a few months just ago. Just a few months. Uh, but Far Cry 6 was a enjoyable experience. I will go ahead and just say right out right out front, the TLDR, if you will. Like, I did have a lot of fun playing it. I probably spent the least amount of time in it than other Far Cry games, really? I will I say. Because so. I feel like this one, I came into it, I played through the story. I'm not actually sure my total hour count, but I feel like I was in and out relatively fast. Maybe, um, I want to say it was like less or more than 50 less. I want to say, I want to say it was like 38. Wow. You usually put like at least 60 plus hours yeah. in games like that because, and, and the whole thing about it is I really just liked the story of this one a lot. And so I wanted to like really power through that and, and, and experience it more compact than I usually do with big open world games like that. And once I got through that and kind of got to it, this you can take it as a pro or con either way. There wasn't just a ton of reason for me to keep going and the other things for me to do. I'm like, I, I, it's done. I like, I went through the story. I got a lot out of the story, but I don't feel the need to go through and clear every checkpoint, you know, find every hidden treasure and different stuff like that. I haven't ever actually in the past platinum door or, well, no, no, I take that back. I did with far cry primal. I did. I was about to say, way. I feel like you did. I did. For one I of almost, them. I almost lied, but, um, but other than that, I haven't. That one was just an incredible Far Cry game, and I love that. I was one about a lot. to say, I feel like nobody talks about Far Cry Primal anymore. Primal, this I, I think no one really does, honestly. And I think the big reason for why I attached onto it so much is it was very different. Like it yeah. committed. Like Horizon kind of has that like ancient peoples, like Stone Age feel to it, um, and but it also has that futuristic twist. This one fully committed to just this is you know the stone age and yeah. we are going to just have a story in this and it's going to be brutal. You're going to get to ride a goddamn saber tooth tiger and you're going to love it, which I did. So this is a real quick aside that sure. has nothing to do with anything. But now that you've said it, I want to ask, is there any creature in horizon that is a robotic saber tooth? I want to say there is yes in a in Her Horizon Zero Dawn. I okay. want to say there is one because now that you it didn't even occur to me before, but now that you've said the word saber tooth tiger out loud, I'm like, how sick! I that think there be? is one. If you could find a saber tooth, I'm gonna have to double like, check myself. But I think there it? is. Okay, awesome, cool. I don't know cool. if you could ride it. Well, but yeah, I, I know it's one you fought. <laughs> Good at to least, know. I think. Um, I'm like, I'm, I feel like it was even like early in Horizon Zero. Oh, Dawn, really? I feel like. Oh. I well, we'll Maybe figure I'm it out. Maybe the Ravager again. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so, you know, I really love Far Cry Primal. Far Cry 3 is also another one that I kind of like hold as like those two are like the, the big ones for me in and the I series. And I feel like Far Cry 3 kind of holds up that reputation with other gamers too. Because I, yes. I hear a lot of people Far Cry 3 was reference fantastic. Far Cry 3. Whereas Primal, like it got such good reviews at the time. And I just feel like everybody kind of forgot about it after yeah. they played it. Well, and honestly, I kind of feel like there was more of a mixed reception too. Like I, um, from overall like i feel like there were a lot of people who were like the story kind of is lame and i'm like yeah but i'm not necessarily focusing on the story in this one because i think the setting of this one is so badass uh so anyway the, you know of of the two i think so i of the series i still think far cry 3 is my favorite for what we've talked about like voss being just an incredible villain and of i course. think that that's it, he was really well done and incorporated into the story uh primal i think is top notch because of its setting you know just not a setting that you see in games that much and i fucking loved it uh far cry 6 
fits somewhere in the middle. Like it's not, it's not quite as good as three, but it's also no Far Cry Five, which so, Far Cry Five, cool, I did not like. Yeah, I remember that. So Far Cry Six is the one that takes place in Cuba. No, it, no. It's, uh, Yara, Yara, fictional country of Yara. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, it, but it was it, modeled after Cuba, yes, right? Okay, yes, yes, gotcha. Yes. I was like, I didn't a, a imagine country like that, it's did modern I? day, but like kind of held back in its t- in its time. So yes. there are older style modern cars. You know, not as much access to, but it's but then also yes, kind of more because it's also. Let me set it up, I guess. So, yeah, uh, what's the premise of what's this? What's the premise one? of this? They tale? always, except for Primal, they always have a story. Yeah, what's yeah. the story? <laughs> Primal, you just were a caveman. <laughs> you're you're just a caveman. You, you um, don't have thoughts enough to make a story. <laughs> Would you know what that tracks? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, the, the point is, what's, tell me about Far Cry So, 6. Far Cry 6 is it takes place on the fictional island nation of Yara, and the country is currently under the uh, dictator rule of Anton Castillo and his. Anton Castillo and his like well in his regime like you know there's there's he has admirals his generals yes and then there's even in his son Diego who he's like training up to be his successor and everything you play as Danny Rojas and you can be either male or female Hmm. uh, versions of the character and I played as the male Danny Rojas change of pace i normally do usually play as the female characters in these games but you know I felt like switching it up this time uh and so uh, I did play as as Danny Ross, but basically he is an orphan who was taken and and raised and brought up in Anton's army oh, to be okay. a soldier. But then I, I can't remember the specifics. If he, I don't think he defected. He just was able to like leave the military service after a time, and then shortly there. But I think I'm not totally hundred percent sure. Basically, he he's got the like soldier get background. Get out on the slide. Yeah, but then he's like, but then through events taking place at the beginning of the game, obviously there's this there's this a uh, an uprising against. Castillo because his father had been a dictator also and had been overthrown back in 67 1967 and so now he's in power again was able to get power back and is kind of bringing back the old ways of his father very like you know the, the like brutalistic dictator, dictatorship. Brutalistic dictator. Not one well, of those, you know, not one of those nice dictators, <laughs> right? you know, you the know. kind. <laughs> you know, the kind, just an evil dictator through and through. And so he's holding the, the country in this vice grip because he has been able to develop this special plant or or a uh, pharmaceutical drug, Vivero, that is grown from their uh, from this crop. And so, what the thing about it though is, it's apparently like a cancer curing drug. Like it's a you know it it really does just take care of it. So the world doesn't necessarily want to interfere because oh we're getting they this, need like, the cancer cure drug. drug. So mm-hmm. we're going to turn a blind eye to Castillo and what he's doing. And so you're you're this you then not long into the game, you know, join up with the rebel guerrilla forces who are fighting against uh, Castillo and his regime and trying to bring freedom back to the people of the land. And so I really thought that this story felt more grounded in that the stakes felt more real. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry three. You're a tourist and a college guy, basically, who is like then gets his friends get kidnapped by pirates and he gets thrown into this crazy world. Um, Far Cry Five. It tried to do. It a tried lot to that, do like, that. Oh, it's you know this American like religious cult. Kind yeah, of militant thing. But cult. Which like they, true. Yes, that's yeah. out there. But, but also, they didn't it just fell hard flat. Enough. Yeah, they didn't lean hard enough into it. Yeah. they didn't commit. Exactly. They weren't willing to say what actually needed to be said for that to be an interesting story. It just yeah, and I just felt like the story. It just kind of fell flat. The the I'll talk a little bit more about it. But it just that just didn't. It felt like that could have gone in a direction and been really good. But they, I just the execution just wasn't there. This one I feel like the story and like the the backing behind it. I like that. Uh, I like that Danny Rojas has that like soldier background. And so that explains his incredible combat prowess as, and, and I say that in direct to contrast yeah. to Jason Brody from Far awesome. Cry three, who's just like a, a random dude who just like gets thrown in situation. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I'm just and a combat a aficionado. Kissing, yeah. kissing ass, kicking ass. Uh, and, uh, you know, taking names and you're just kind of like, okay, sure. sure. I, this is that video well, game. Like a suspending of disbelief. Of disbelief. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I like that that kind of felt that plus this one, I Far Cry six really, I felt delved into the backgrounds and motivations, not only of the villains, but your uh, companions and the people you're fighting alongside. Cause you know, Danny's there. Like he's kind of like, I'm just here to help out, you know, cause I want to free my country. But then you find out through other groups and other people that you're helping that they have more motivation for it. For example, uh, you help out this, th- this trio who's a musical group and they, uh, 
Radio Libertad is what they, and they're trying to like establish this across the nation, you know, to spread like their music, which is like preaching for a free Yara and just like to be, you know, spread their like guerrilla propaganda to get people, not propaganda, but just like uh, stuff to get people to join their side, yeah. combat the, the government's messages that they're putting out and all that stuff. You learn through doing that, that one of the members is trans. And so they're here being like, okay, look, this is terrible and shitty here, but I like, there's this other fight that I've been fighting. Yeah. And so now I'm not only trying to free Yara for me and the people who are alive right now, but so that we can build Yara into a better place for people, for other trans people in the country who are, you know, going yeah. through oppression and not being accepted for who they are. I don't and think so most it's like, dictatorships have been historically kind no, to, the, they have not. to trans or LGBT. Exactly. So oh, yeah. it like kind of develops that there's more to this than just like, them bad us good we you know we have to beat it there's this more it puts a more human struggle across the board to the to all the characters and i thought that was really great i thought that was a great just a great touch again to make the story feel more grounded like i was saying with uh in comparison to far cry 5 the game does follow a similar model where there is the island of yara and there are the different sections and, and regions within and there are like three and it's broken down into like states or regions and stuff like that and each one of those is ruled by one of Anton's uh, hench people? Hench, henchmen, thank you, or hench people. And so you have to eventually like go through a series of, of quests, story, main quest missions to then free those regions before you can actually go after Anton. And so I th like, though, that they did this better in that than Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5, again, just because of how they fleshed out the stories better in Far Cry 6, you would go against the seed family in because the, they were the ones who were like the, the main baddies of Far Cry 5 leading the cult and everything like that. And each and it was a brother, Joseph Seed, and his two brothers and sister, and they all control the different areas. But since they were like the main people, you never had your big final showdown with them until you had gone through at least what felt like two to three rounds of them catching you, monologuing at you about how they were here to bring in the new real world order. You somehow escaping and then being like, oh, I should have killed you, shakes fist. And then that repeats like two or three times before you finally have your main showdown with them. Yeah. And like that honestly got super old in Far Cry 5. Oh, yeah. That and sounds this really one, stupid. <laughs> they didn't. They did not. They avoided oh, that God. trope, fortunately. And so they were able to actually like have the interactions with the main villains. And when you got to the final showdowns with them, they felt more impactful. They felt more just like, okay, the small thing we've been working towards, we finally got results and we have our shot. We have to act now. Kind rather of like than getting just to like, the bosses in Sifu. Yeah. Where it's like you actually feel like you accomplished something to just to get there. Yes. To have the privilege of being able to kill them. Yes. So it, you know, I felt like that was balanced a lot better. So it kept me more engaged into it being like, okay, is this the time I'm actually going to kill the bad guy? Or am I, am I just going to have to sit through a cutscene of him talking to that? Yeah. Again? I also really liked in contrast to Far Cry 5 that Danny is a full, is a voiced protagonist and a fleshed out character as opposed to in Far Cry 5 where you just a deputy voiceless <laughs> like you didn't I don't remember you talking at all which I realize in bigger sandbox games like this is a big deal also for me liking yeah. them yeah case in point in our stream the other night when you were talking to me and you asked me you're just like so you love Horizon why don't you like Breath of the Wild you know I what? honestly that's think that's point. a very big point for that's me. a good point that's, I did that not think Link about that is a voiceless protagonist yeah. and Aloy is not I get that and I think that goes a long way for helping me be Fair able to enough. like live in the world better well next time you try Breath of the Wild then I'll just voice Link and I'll like give yeah. him lines you just like yeah. you just be in discord next to me just be I'll like, be like talking, well, this is what he's thinking like right constant, now constant constant Link voiceover <laughs> yes please that yeah, would be amazing that would be so funny <laughs> so you know all those good things are working towards it what other what other good stuff so i really think that the story was better in this instance yeah um but it's also one of those things like i said i got done with the story and i didn't really feel the draw to move on with it so it's kind of like i got the story i got what i wanted from the story and i was good to go and i there. feel like that's such a valid thing with video games these days that are just too long you you yeah you finish the game the story was told success that's a success yeah nothing wrong with that and so i feel like sometimes that's kind of why i had to choose because like i obviously still loved going and clearing the all the side missions the ones that i did because there would be ones I actually they had a fun little uh, tie-in I don't even remember now like why they brought it in but they had a tie-in where you got to like play and you would uh, the unlockable the achievement for doing the this side mission was that you got Rambo's explosive bow and arrow wow. which was awesome to use <laughs> Cool. <laughs> you know, so there's weird things like, there's funny things like that uh, Danny Trejo pops up as a, as a character in the game Who's um, that? he uh, 
Mexican actor. He's in like all of Robert Rodriguez's stuff. Uh, Spot. He's in Spy Kids. Usually has like long hair. Oh, machete. Machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he had a real name. Danny Trejo. <laughs> so like he Just shows up in like a side as in as a side character and everything like that. Gotcha. So it's like it's kind of got little cool. fun tie-ins. I did see that Far Cry 6 just did a crossover event with Stranger Things, and I'm like, how did that oh make sense? Oh, God. I didn't play it. But also, but as far as, like, Rambo's bow being in Far Cry 6, how many players, like, percentage-wise, do you think were too young to get the reference? Oh, probably quite a bit, yeah. I would imagine. I'm going to guess 47%. That's my official guess that to a metric we will never know the answer to. <laughs> There's no answer out there. This is what I think. Uh, so, you know, there's that's kind of fun stuff like that. One of the things. Oh, another thing. Jumping back to the characters and stuff that I just remembered. There is you meet one of the old uh, revolutionaries from the from the war first back in 67 from the first dictatorship because they're still kind of out there running their own one of their own side groups and everything. And you meet one of him, one of them. And his name is El Tigre. And he calls you. Uh, the, from the whole time he meets you because he's like impressed by how fierce you are. He always calls you Baby Tigre. Oh, and it's hilarious. that's so cute. He's like, get out there and kick their asses, Baby Tigre. And you're like, so oh, I love funny. this. I love it. Thank you for the You gained a grandpa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and there is a, a, a grandma revolutionary <gasps> old, as well. Oh, badass lady. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> so, you know, you get something for everybody. Man, they eventually need to make a Horizon game where Aloy's just really old I mean, maybe and the still next out one. there kicking ass. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's I'd what play I want. it. <laughs> uh, let's see what else did I what I did like about it uh, I already talked a lot about the story I thought that was really great acting across the board voice acting was really uh, and just or the acting in general was just really I was, great I wanted to ask like how was John Carlo Esposito oh he was great because he's I mean, like he the biggest his, name his, actor they got for yeah, that game yeah he he brings his normal villainous gravitas to the role for so sure. would you say the villain is it like memorable and it felt like someone basically how did it feel to go up against that villain was it rewarding or did you not really connect it's a, it's a that is a interesting question in this and just how the game plays out i don't want to be too spoilery okay, here in the well, answer, you don't have but to just like me. i'll just say that's a, it's a difficult question is because he is more of the <gasps> do you marry him at the end <laughs> do yes. you join his dictatorship <laughs> that would be such a fun that would far be cry just i mean far cry this. does fun stuff like that every yeah. once in a while far cry 4 at the very beginning uh, you have a face to face with the main villain, Pagan Men, in that one, and he gets up and he says, "Wait right th- here, I'll be right back," and leaves the room. You can leave the room, and that's and you're in, you're given the choice, like shown heavily, you should leave the room because that's what continues the game in the normal story. But if you wait, he comes back and the game ends, and because it's I like you joined him. And that's stuff. awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. You should so be Far able Cry to marry that like dictator. That. <laughs> but uh, but no, I'll just say he's more of the. Where is Far Cry 6 the romance edition <laughs> where there's no combat? You, there is no romance in You these just games, have to smash or pass your way to the top and victory is getting to the final boss and marrying them. There we go. I love it. Oh, um, I have ideas, Far Cry. Call me. I'll just say he's more of the, a political opponent rather than a... Uh, combat opponent. Okay. Oh, so it's more like mind games. Yes, okay, kind okay. of stuff. Um and just how he can maintains his control over the people and everything and exerts his will and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that he's a very good villain. Yes. Not as good as Voss, but he's okay. up there. That's a good, good um, measure. Obviously in the game, you get the amigos, all your animal campaigns. I've already talked about Chorizo in the previous obviously. episode. Uh, I thought Boomer from Far Cry five was a great addition. He's in this game, but as boom, boom, not oh, Boomer. and no. so it's good to have the two doggo representation in there, but Chorizo takes it and is the best amigo. I forgot what Chorizo's name was, but while we, while we're recording this, I was trying to think like rack my brains. <laughs> and the only thing I could come up with was Churro. Close. Which, what, he's a, isn't he a dachshund? Yeah. Also would be a that great dog should be named yes. Churro. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was at Best Buy not too long ago, and they had a, a chorizo statue. Oh my god, so cute! And I almost bought it, except it was like a hundred bucks. I was like, oh, oh that's I, more expensive than a real dog. I was, I was like, it honestly, is Fender was like free from the because yeah. he'd been there for so long they for were the from the away. Humane Society. Uh, but I was. Uh, it, had, it was mismarked where it was. And if it had been its actual price, because it was like 30 bucks, I would have done it for sure. But no, I didn't do it. Anyways. Um, let me see. What else? Uh, some things I didn't like. I've talked about some of the... Um, I talked about how like the side activities didn't hold their uh, hold their appeal to me as much as in previous ones. It just did feel... They felt especially repetitive. And just with the sheer yeah. amount of them that there are to do, I was like... I've done this. I, you know, I think it's fun. Uh, they did try to add in some new things too, where there is like these uh, hubs 
camp hubs that you can go back to and you have the option to upgrade their buildings in there, which will give you more abilities and side buffs and stuff like that. But it really didn't affect the gameplay that much. So I did it a couple times and it was like, sure, this feels like more of a way to spend the resources that I've gained than actually give a huge benefit to the gameplay. Gotcha. Kind of same too with this other new like ultimate ability that you have called Supremo weapons that you, there are like four or five different varieties of them that do different things. Like one of them shoots records out of it it's and like, you know, kind of cuts pizza. people and like, and stuff like that. It's great. Uh, but <laughs> like from, Oh, what's my favorite zombie movie? Oh, uh, two British guys that are best friends. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Like so my favorite. It, it's kind of yeah. stuff like that. Cool. But the same thing, you can go and get various upgrades for them, but you have to find uh, like uranium and stuff like that around Whoa. the map and different things like that to upgrade Goodness. them. But I didn't use it that much because I'm so used to the normal Far Cry uh, formula of just using the weapons in your disposal and your weapons wheel because you would have to activate it by doing the L1, R1, like tried and true ultimate uh, release mechanism <laughs> we all know <laughs> buttons yeah press q to alt that's exactly all and so you know it's kind of that thing and it was like the the main one that you start off with like basically just launches a missile salvo and takes out everything around you it's really cool looking and, the, and like how it fires off and the, the damage it causes but it almost feels like too op and just but to the point where it's like i didn't remember to use it because i was still good enough with my main weapons that i never really felt that i needed it there were a couple times i did use it where I was just like really pinned down by like three helicopters and stuff like that. And I was just like, all right, time to end this real quick. But I probably used it that many times, like three times, you yeah. know? And so I was just like, cool. It gives you this other option of more of like a full on, you know, ultimate that you ability, but just really didn't add much to me to, to really feel like I wanted to use it that much. Fair enough. Uh, one of the other things that I kind of mm. felt where it did drag a little, Psych, that might have been my last note. I okay. feel like it was. Okay. So I feel like, you know, like I said, I feel like the story for this one uh, is very strong. And I mean, the combat and the gameplay of it is still that very coarse Far Cry mechanic where there's just danger at every turn. Uh, I did like this one, though, that it did have, since you are like establishing in, on this island of Yara, has like this, you know, tragically combat riddled history and everything through it of well, these different guerrilla groups going through and trying to like bring back peace to the island that there is like this network that you can follow of paths that are safe to travel on that the that can be like shortcuts and everything like through mountains mm. you know under bridges under roads different stuff that the enemy forces don't use nice. but if you want to you can still drive on the main roads and fight like everybody who comes at oh, you oh no thank you i like having that option though because I, I would be like i'll take the other path i'm yeah. not gonna i ain't, I ain't gonna you can play you the, full, the stealth you know yes. go that way i mean you could technically because you can just go like and you know like melee people oh uh, i still think if you've got a machete you like stab them so i don't know if you can do it totally <laughs> so you, can't just like, <laughs> you can't just bonk them with no the you're hilt. not just, no 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 you're you're stabbing um, damn and so you know all that core stuff of far cry in the gameplay and the combat that makes far cry so fun is still very much there like Good. i had a blast like making things go boom and just causing mayhem trying to do like fully stealth runs and like never get noticed going in runs where to like clear checkpoints where i was just guns a blazing going crazy uh i did also really enjoy another thing about it is that there's not a skill menu that you unlock per se all all the thing or skill tree all of your buffs and things are either given to you by doing like those camp building upgrades or uh, through the weapons you choose, you can then upgrade mods to them that give various different abilities. But the main like character abilities that you have are upgraded through your uh, clothing choices. Oh, okay. And so there are different clothing sets head, hidden throughout and pieces of clothing that are hidden throughout the island Everybody that you can find. Everybody loves a good outfit. Everybody loves a good outfit. And what's great about this is that obviously if you keep a set, it gives you a bonus. Like nice. if you get a whole complete five pieces of the set, you get a bonus. But say the set looks like trash <laughs> and you have cooler stuff, you can swap the look with other pieces of oh, clothing you that like you have. Layering. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't change the base stat. It nice. just changes the appearance. So I, that was really fun. Monster Hunter occasionally does that where it'll have layered armor where yeah. it's literally just there to look cool and physically layer over your actual armor yeah. so that you can keep all the stats but look way cooler. Yes. Very so I important. really appreciate it. Yeah. Granted, in I the meantime when you're playing the game, 
you only see your hands. <laughs> so it's not like it's, it's the thought, it's that, the thought counts. that counts that knowing you look like a badass. You know what I mean? Which is a lot better. Like Far Cry Five had a massive like clothing, cosmetic it, library, and like microtransactions of like outfits that you could purchase. But I was like, why? I'm this nameless, faceless person, just the deputy. And, and like, sure, I can get one that made me look like a motocross, like you know like have some cool stuff there First but all, lame <laughs> whatever you know what i mean but still it's like i i like what is my incentive here to buy this outfit the it just ab- didn't translate there the absolute highest armor you should be or outfit you should be able to get in far cry is just a full-on old-fashioned clown suit just the way i'm sure that actually nose, actually i feel they, like that all is of them it should be like a, a series thing that the final best outfit is just a clown suit yeah i feel like i feel like mr that be biggles <laughs> <laughs> That will be the name of the outfit. That might already be a thing. I'll have to go check. <laughs> but I think I feel like so overall, Far Cry Six had a very enjoyable story, better than the ones that had been in the last few iterations. Because uh, Far Cry, I don't remember where Primal falls in the mix. I feel it's after oh, four. It's not what I was. It's a Pennywise outfit. Uh, not the same. That's I wanted terrifying. legit clown, not this horror clown. Funny clown, not like yeah. oh, insane, God. insane murder clown. Hang on. Come on, fucking. Oh. <laughs> Oh god! Look, that's horrible. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! That's not I don't what like I that at all. This isn't Mr. Biggles. No, I don't know who that this stranger is. That's a thing of, my, of nightmares. <laughs> uh, but no, I think if you're a fan of the Far Cry series, definitely give it a play. I think the story is better than what has been there for the past couple uh, entries into the couple series. And I just think it has a you know keeps the spirit of what makes Far Cry great is still very much there. So very I think nice. if you're a fan, give it a shot. I also feel like it's definitely the kind of game that's going to go on deep discount for this year's holidays. I, mean, that, I bought it yeah. on Black Friday, I think, because it already hit oh, a discount. Okay. Like it was like yeah. already like they put on sale for like 35 bucks. I, I, like, I feel like it'll right probably there. just be a matter of time. Well, this may not be true. Uh, does Far Cry ever really make it to like the PS Plus lineup? Good question. I, I feel like one has before. Oh, okay. Well, I'll may, have to go check. You know, who knows? So maybe it, it don't could, hold your a, breath yeah. for a PS Plus, but it could. It you could. never know. One thing, another side note that has held true for all Far Cry games, I suck at flying in Far Cry oh. games. For whatever reason, I you get in a plane in that, I lose all sense of what the hell I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I crash them. I hate the missions. Fortunately, there was only like one mission in this one where you had to fly and it was terrible. And I hated every second of it because I just can't hit anybody. I can't steer. I can't. I don't know what it is. I do not have that problem in any other game. Usually when you have to jump into a plane. To, you just weren't to, meant to be a pilot. Just not in Far Cry. <laughs> I can't do it. I, it's That's a, it, super It's funny. a pet peeve. And I thought maybe this one will be different. I was no. going to say, maybe you're just not meant to be a pilot, but you love Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah. So that clearly and can't I'm, be true. And I'm. Okay, well, you're, you I can, can actually you can pilot do it. You can in hit that game. Things. Yes, this one I cannot do it. It's it's <laughs> crazy. But no, Far Cry Six. Uh, if you're a fan of the series, I would say give it a go. Uh, and I think if it, it's a good starting point too, if you're if you are new to the series nice. as well. All right, awesome. Well, why don't we round this show out with a little bit of news? Let's and do what's it. What's out and what's new and coming? Whatever you get, you know. Moment with Mogan time. We everybody. all we all know what's happening. So just in case you missed it, because we did have our stream week last time around at the end of last month, a couple of games came out that are actually probably worth a look. Ghostwire Tokyo yep. is out now for PlayStation Five and PC. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is out for the Switch. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I do out. want to play that I one too. I do too. Yeah, I know it looks uh, our, one of our patrons, Super, Super Saiyan, Saiyan Ace, he's been yeah. playing it and saying that it's a great time. I awesome. want to. I want to play it as well. This someday. is the only Borderlands game I have ever had any amount of interest in. It's now or never for me. Uh, that's out for <laughs> PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, PS4, and Xbox One. And then the De- Death Stranding Director's Cut did make its way to PC. And most importantly of all, Lawn Mowing Simulator. Oh my God. Out now for PS5 and PS4. So if you're in. I can't believe I missed that. If you're into mowing lawns, there's a game for you. (laughs) Uh, But as of this month, new to April. So as of this episode's. Not this week. This week. Whatever. This week, people. What is it? They have. Seventh? Seventh, yes. Seventh. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker okay, Saga. I, 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 you want to talk aside, about this quick one? Quick aside. Uh, <laughs> this one, I obviously have the excitement for because it, the, it's a Star Wars game, obviously. obviously. Uh, Lego Star Wars games are very fun. I haven't actually played a ton of them in the past, but, also, but any of the Lego games are a great fun time. But anyway, uh, this game is releasing tomorrow, and I can't decide it because I'm going to get it. I know that for sure. I can't decide, A... If since I am still so far behind the horizon, if I should need to wait 
and get myself a little bit further through Horizon before better, I pick it you up. You better make those host bondos first, or I will sue you. But it's a Star Wars Lego game that's getting insane reviews sitting on the day before its release. Oh, and it's because it's supposed to be like it goes through the whole saga, the whole all you know, position places, locations, characters from you know, tons of minifig Star Wars characters that you can be, so many unlockable things to do. I'm pretty sure they're even like open world esque in all the different locations you can be. So there's a ton of stuff to do, but which then leads to my next problem. I can't decide if I want to get it on the Switch because I feel like being able to play it anywhere and on the go is the only way that I'm going to really make quick progress through it. Yeah. But just the kind of game this is, I can see it being you a want the great trophy hunting game because yeah. I feel like there's going to be so many and for all the different exploration things like that. And I really think I'm going to miss not getting those sweet, sweet trophy pops. I get it. When I'm playing through it. Yeah. I, it's a conundrum and I can't decide. It's too bad that more games don't build their achievement system into their game. Yeah. Like Hollow Knight actually does that for the Switch. And it's like, yeah, I, I wish that all of them did. This. I still just don't understand that, that why Nintendo doesn't. Yeah. Have yeah. I don't. That's that's the better question. Which, whatever. It? Fine. Be be the way that you are Nintendo. Yeah. Sure. But well. like. It's making it hard for me to, con- to yeah. decide what I'm going to do. You know, and this may be completely spoiled because I might, by the time this episode come out, have already just bought made a and decision and bought You're the game. You're done. <laughs> so. Well, another game that's out that no one should play because it's a scam, MLB The Show oh, 22, a sports, a sports game. game. <laughs> yeah, it's a sports game. Don't play it. Chinatown Detective Agency is also out for Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Chrono Cross Radical mm. Dreamers Edition. This is the new sort of remastered uh, entry for Chrono Cross. I'm actually very excited about this. It's out for all current gen consoles, Switch and PC. Godfall Ultimate Edition is out for all next gen consoles, current gen consoles, and PC. Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter. Ooh. Oh, boy. Do you need to jump to those games after you finish all of Yeah, I was thinking about it. That sounds pretty fun. That's out for the Switch. Slipstream is out for next gen and current gen and Switch consoles. The House of the Dead remake is out for Switch exclusively. A thir- and then getting us into the very beginning of next week, which is where we'll stop, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. A lot of people don't know about this game. It is supposedly one of the best JRPGs of the past 10 to 15 years. It's supposedly incredible. So 13, Birdie agreed with me. (laughs) 13 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim or Aegis Rim. I don't know how people pronounce it. I've always said Aegis is making its port to the Switch. It's been out for a while now on at least PlayStation, but it's getting a Switch port on April 12th. And that's everything that's out now and coming soon. Very cool. Out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff we talked about today. <sighs> Two reviews, news. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, by the way, E3 is canceled. Yeah, yeah. RIP. <laughs> RIP. <laughs> E3 is not happening again this year. And PlayStation Plus did debut their new, excuse me, Sony debuted their new X. It's like the revamped PlayStation yeah, Plus. Yeah, it's basically. basically Game Pass competitor for PlayStation, and it's not as good. So. I, I'm, it's one of those things that's like, I'm waiting to see. I want to see. I'm probably honestly going to try it out. I think I want to because uh, being more invested in the PlayStation ecosphere, I feel like it might have more reward and benefit to me than jumping on with Game Pass and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yes, there are some glaring differences from it being that there will not be first party launch titles available day one in this in the service and everything. But it is nice in that it is cheaper than the Game Pass offerings in that you can still, ha- there's going to be three tiers of membership being that the, there's like the uh, PS, the base standard tier, which is exactly which is what the same as what you have. currently have. Yeah. And the price is not going up. It's still yeah. staying, staying $60 a year. Thank goodness. Uh, then there's, I believe it's, uh, it starts with an E, I think. It's like the next le- level two, basically. Elite? Is, maybe. Oh. It just comes with a few more like options available, but basically there's going to be like 700 plus games that you can go uh you can go and play in a library in an active library depending on the tier of membership that you have. Uh, I think if you're the highest tier, you also have access to stream PS3 and uh, even like PS2, PS1, like a vast collection of back of older games. So, I'm curious to see how this does apply because I, on one hand I look at it and be like, yes, that'd be a really great thing to have, especially for doing the show yep. and being able like new, you know, I know new games won't come out, but what if there's like this older classic game that I just want to jump into? Like, like vampire. Play, yeah. Play a couple An hours. Older classic game like vampire. Oh, vampire's so good. Uh, but just to jump in and play for a couple hours, but I don't have to go either like buy it and do all that jazz. I can just, you know, play through the membership that I have. So it has some pros and cons there. I do like that. Yes. Cause the highest tier of it is $120 a year. And I think that that's, comparable to like the base yeah because a game pass i want to say is ten dollars a year a month 
So, oh, okay. Yeah, 120 a year. You know, so the highest tier of this PlayStation service, you're getting the base level of Game gotcha. Pass. So, you know, there's kind of those comparisons uh, that still have to be seen. And once, like I'm saying, I'm thinking I probably will try it out for a month or two just to see, like, how's this feel? Just see if it's worth it. See if it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's I'm called curious Spartacus, to see. by the way. Yeah, they're coding yeah. Spartacus, Spart- which I think should stay that way, but they're naming it PS Plus. And- the new PS Plus, That's which also so means they're getting rid of PS Now and yeah, kind of like rolling it into the that same I'm thing. actually grateful for. I think that's a good move because nobody on planet Earth uh, that I know, I don't know anybody has who uses PS ever now. said they use PS <laughs> Now. So I think that's the good move. Roll it yeah. into your thing that's actually making which is money. basically it's the like PS PlayStation's like streaming platform yeah. to be able to like stream games and stuff from the cloud or yeah, and everything yeah. to your consoles and whatnot. So. Uh, it's they're kind of all being wrapped into one into this new PS new revamped PS Plus service. Yeah. So that will be launching. I believe it's starting to be roll out in June. Yeah. And I want to say it's going to start in. They're going to release it in Asia first, and then slowly release it to the other regions. So it might not be available in June for here in the U.S., but I'm sure they'll give us more updates That's and dates as me. it gets closer yeah. to the release. So I'm not going to cry. Check it out if you want. <laughs> you know. But you should also check out Cozy Grove. And you should also check out Far Cry 6 if it suits your fancy. Both good games. Both are great Both games. Both very different games. Different games. Different. Completely, very yes. different. <laughs> uh, but, you know, good in their own right. So with that, everybody, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Thanks for stopping by and listening this week. And uh, come back next week for another great episode. But until then, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by my co-host, Rachel. Peace out. We'll see you all next time.